Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's just take a moment and relax. Anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. And just remind yourself that God is always with you. You don't have to get his attention. You don't have to convince him to help, to be on your side. You're one with him already. So you don't need to reform a relationship. Your spirit is one with him. He, God himself is devoted to you, and he is devoted to your completion, your wholeness, your oneness. He wants you whole and healed. All those burdens, all those wounds, he wants those burdens lifted and those wounds healed. Now, he could take his little magic wand and do it, but there's something in the process that we that is meaningful to us, and we've talked about this before. I've, I think it's gratitude. I think we learn appreciation through going through the process of being healed, of being set free, liberated, becoming one with Him. I think we learn appreciation. If God just came and boom, fixed everything, I'm not sure we would value and know how much we need him, who he really is. So change, improvement, becoming a, learning to live and move and have our being, there is a cost and experience and change, and change is hard. We don't like it. Change, even if it's for the good, it ruffles our feathers and it disturbs our soul and can cause pain. And you all know we don't like pain. Well, God gave us pain for a reason, to draw attention to something that he wants to talk to us about. So we consider our options, and we understand that our, our spirit has already committed to everything that's happened that day. Whatever happens tomorrow, your spirit has already committed to it because your spirit already knows. Your spirit is in the spirit realm. And in the spiritual realm, there is no time. There's no past, no present, no future. So your spirit, who you truly are, knows your past, your present, and your future right now. And you have consented to what God has planned for you. Now, that can be really hard. On, on the one hand, what that does is it kind of takes away any of our reason or ability to blame people. 
Now, that doesn't let people off the hook. That certainly doesn't mean that there aren't consequences for people's actions. But God is either sovereign or he isn't. He's either God or he's lesser than. And that's something we need to embrace. And if that's something that you need to ask God about, do so. God, are you really in charge of everything? Because that will help when you start learning and following and being healed and being changed. Because the process of restoring our soul, restoring it to what? To the relationship with our spirit that makes us fully available to God. Making us whole, spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit's already connected fully into your into God, into who He is. But our soul is in process. Our soul is being restored. Our mind is being renewed. Now it's the same soul that God gave us that's being restored and renewed, but. Our soul has made mistakes and drawn incorrect conclusions and developed bad habits. And only God can do anything about that. Only God can heal your soul. Only God can speak his truth into your life. You can know things. Like, you know, how many of us know God loves us? But how many of us have experienced the love of God? where we know that we know that we know because we have experienced it. Now, I think we're going to start to experience that more and more as he restores our soul more and more. I think he's kind and careful. He's not out to destroy us and bruise us. Instead, his desire is that we enjoy our traveling with him, going through this life with him. And the more we can appreciate what each day holds, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. And value what the circumstances are that are going on in our lives because God put those circumstances there for us. And even if, there, if that change is hard or other circumstances are hard, we can come back to, God, I need help here. What do I do here? And, and when we understand he is not only sovereign, but sovereign over the big things, but he is intimately involved in every aspect of our lives in every aspect of your life. There's no thoughts, there's no actions, there's no hopes or anger or fear that he is not aware of. And remember, there is no judgment against your soul. 
because all that judgment was already paid for by his son. Now, there are consequences, to, especially to our physical actions, but that's not God's judgment. We, in the supernatural and in the natural, we still reap what we sow, not spiritually. I mean, if you try to jump off the roof thinking you're going to flap your arms and fly, and instead you fall and you break your leg, that's you trying to defy the laws of the physical realm. And there are consequences to those actions. And same way in the supernatural. If we refuse and resist to cooperate with God, now, again, he knows that that's what you're going to do, and your spirit knows that that's what you're going to do, so it's not like you're surprising him. God, you can touch every area in my life but this one. Or, God, this is the only one you can touch. Doesn't like being told what he can and can't do. He is a sovereign God. He knows what he's doing, and he knows it's for our good. And it's because he loves us. It's not because he needs us, because he doesn't. You know, he doesn't need our help especially when times are chaotic. We think, okay, what do we need to do to fix this? You know, God dropped the ball or we're suffering under judgment or whatever you want to, however you want to construct your reality. When really it's just worry about your day. He may use you on a larger scale. He may not. Either way, what's with your day what about the relationships that you're in the people you're around your faithfulness in your work your faithfulness to your community your faithfulness to your neighbor to yourself learning the characters that are already in you the character how does that look what does that look like in your life you have a different temperament than others What does the temperament of God spiritually, what does that look like with someone with your soul and your body? Learning to live and move and have our being in Christ Jesus. So God himself was walking around as his son here on this earth. He learned things, just like you and I. He learned things how to use his supernatural abilities. And in doing so, his soul received eternal life. It is through the process of, you know, in the natural, in order to survive, we breathe. We drink water. We consume food. We take in our environment. Likewise in the supernatural. We are involved in the supernatural realm. Our abilities, and this is part of our our challenges, our abilities have laid dormant for so long. And again, we've gotten this, there's been this teaching for so long that 
okay, maybe if you're lucky, you get three gifts. And you can spend the rest of your life, you know, do, trying to do really good with those three gifts and start a ministry or help your fellow, you know, believer. And, you're, and you settle for that when God doesn't want us to settle. can say that, Lord, don't let me settle for anything less than everything you have for me. Don't let me stop short of crossing into whatever it is you want me to cross into. You can be you can be running that race and be ahead by a mile, but if you stop short of the finish line, you will lose. Now, there are no winners and losers for God. But in the supernatural realm, our goal, our finish line, is that our soul be united to our spirit. God's doing that part. We can learn to live and move and have our being in our soul and in our body. So let's get back to some of the homework we've been looking at and For a while we were looking at, you know, if God has not given you three or any supernatural abilities that draws you, draws your interest or your desire, I just put three out there that you can focus on to start stirring up your solical abilities. And that was the word of knowledge, dreams, and learning to pray for yourself. Now, it's really interesting we we have a hard time praying for ourselves. I think there's, you know, quite a variety of reasons. First of all, we're not really supposed to look at ourselves. We're not supposed to, you know, when we have needs, we go to others to pray for us, right? We, you know, and often use them as a way to get attention, And often we think that that's what we're supposed to do. Always start, when you have a need, always start by going to God first. Lord, what's really going on here? Because very often he will have created that need or stirred up or identified that need to get your attention. And if you don't give him your attention, he'll have to find something else to get your attention. And we don't want to have to make God get our attention, give it to him automatically. We always want to be in that state where we are giving him our attention. And this is part of our our training, learning to stir up our supernatural abilities. So let's briefly look at the word of knowledge. Don't be thinking in terms of something Christian or spiritual or you know, godly. Be, th- be thinking in terms of practical, clear. You know, when when you're trying to figure out your directions and your map on how to how to get somewhere or even using your GPS. 
you have a starting point, but what is crucial in order to be able to determine your directions and or you know your schedule, your timing? What's absolutely crucial is your destination. You can't just say, okay, I've got my starting point, let's go. The GPS can't help you. So we need to know where we're going. And part of that process is being, is expecting clarity. God wants us to, te- wants to tell us, wants us to be able to know I'm, pointing towards Toledo, Ohio, or meeting with somebody at such and such a time. And that word of knowledge, we just want to expect clarity and specificity and exactness. So we start setting up situations where we look for those exact answers, the exact response, and come up with something that you will encounter on a daily basis and then just do it for two weeks and just see if you see over that two weeks an improvement. And I'm going to give you some examples. First of all, when you're driving in the car. When you pull up to a stoplight or a stop sign, ask the Lord, color is the car that's going to pull up next to me. Or if you want to do a kitty corner or behind you or anything like that. Um, obviously, that's totally meaningless it doesn't matter what color of a car it is or what is the license plate number of who who you're going to park next to the point being that that right there is stirring up your supernatural abilities there's an expectation and an and an awareness that you're Solical abilities, your supernatural abilities, are starting to respond to. So it doesn't have to be anything that has any meaning. When the phone rings, before you pick it up, ask the Lord, who is it? And it's not really about asking the Lord. We're just so used to that. But that gets us to, okay, this is something outside of my norm. I'm not just guessing. But, okay, who is it? In fact, if, you, if that's something you usually do is say, Lord, who is it? See if you can stop doing that. If you need to start with, you know, a, a, you know that's, that's what was always taught. And that's the way I learned it, is you ask the Lord to do it. Well, this is not about the Lord doing it. This is about your own abilities being stirred up. We don't ask God, help me walk down the steps. We just walk down the steps. So we're not planning on asking the Lord to, you know, use our supernatural abilities. 
He's training us. He's putting us in these situations so we can operate these abilities. So these abilities are functioning in our lives. But God has already, he's already done a finished work in you, in your spirit. We're going to reap the benefits of our soul being reunited with his, with him. So what he's doing in our lives is for us. And because he loves us, it's for him too. But it's not because it satisfies him or he needs us. It's because it restores us and it makes us happy and it makes us fulfilled and and one with one spirit, soul, and body, and it pleases us. And when we are happy, he is happy. So whatever it might be for a word of knowledge, if you if you like to read before turning there, pick a chapter, chapter four. What page does chapter four start on? Or what what's the last num page number in this book? And that can work on Kindle too. You can do that. Anything like that. What when you go to the grocery store, what's gonna be the price of the you know, um, cucumbers. Anything. Just start activating and stirring up the ability that's already there, the ability to be precise and specific. When you get in your car after you've gone grocery shopping, when you get in your car, what is your car clock going to say? What time is it? When you turn your car on, what time is it precisely? 6.01. Anything like that, because it doesn't matter. There's no, nobody else is going to know. You, nobody's going to hold you accountable. But even if you're wrong 99 times, a million times, you're still stirring up your solical abilities. And that's what's important. Not your accuracy, but that you're stirring it up. So that's the, uh, some examples for word of knowledge. And if I come up with some more, I'll throw them in. But let's talk about dreams now. Because this is, there's an expectation of people that the whole point of dreams is for answering questions, solving problems, or receiving revelation. When really all dreams are about is another way of God knocking on our door getting our attention. It's the same way with the word of knowledge. Everything is all about redirecting ourselves. Because when you start stirring up your abilities of, let's say, your word of knowledge, and you, you start hitting everything, you turn to the chapter 4 and you got that page number right, You the phone rings and you know exactly who's calling, and boom, 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 you that, that ability is really stirred up. What do you do with that? You say, thank you, God. This is really cool. You turn to him and you express your gratitude. It's not about you, oh, now I need to start going into ministry. No. Now he may, but that's not the goal. He's restoring your soul. And as he's doing that, he wants acknowledgement. He wants appreciation, not because he needs it, 
but because that's what's best for us. He knows what's best for you. He knows your needs. He knows your needs better than he than we do, far better. And he knows how to fulfill them, far better. So dreams. First thing I want you to do when you, whether you wake during after the right after the dream in the middle of the night, or when you're taking a nap, whatever, or in the morning you go, okay, I think I had a dream. The first thing you ask, Lord, is that from you? Because we all have dreams. Most of them are just, you know, our mind trying to relax and working out problems and mulling over situations and just coming up with all kinds of nonsense. We want to our sleep time to be available to God where he can paint his pictures, where he can reveal himself, where he can knock on our door, get our attention. So the first question you ask is, Lord, did anything happen last night, whether I remember it or not, that you want to talk to me about? Not hard, is it? There's just something weird about our physical body beings at rest, fully sleeping, that ha- that we have a different availability to God than we do when we're wide awake and doing things. So let's take advantage of it. And we can assume that God might have revealed himself in a, in a different way when we're asleep. He might. So there's only one way to find out. Ask him. So it doesn't matter whether you experienced a dream or not, because the dream itself is not what's important. Is God's trying to get his, your attention. So give it to him. Remember, in your spirit, he has your full attention. So it's not that you're missing out on something, but we want to do it with objectivity and intentionality. So ask him, Lord, did anything go on last night that you want to draw my attention to? And this is where you might want to keep a journal handy. And I've really seen a lot of people that will have very specific dreams, but then when they go to write something down, it has nothing to do with the dream. And that's fine. That's great. That's that's likely to happen. Again, the dream is not about the dream. And when God speaks to us, he can speak in such a certainty that dreams rarely have. Not never, but rarely have. You know, God, when Jesus was walking around, he spoke. He shared truth. He was truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He showed this is who God is. It was not symbolic. It was not a something you had to extrapolate or get on you know a hundred people to agree on. He was and is the Son of God, but he was walking around on this earth. So there is a reality there. And we want to experience that reality for ourselves. 
So with that dream, ask, Lord, what's, is there something you want to talk to me about? Was, did something happen that you want to draw my attention to? Write it out. Write it down. And then pursue it just like anything else. Because it's not that, just like the word of knowledge, it's not the word of knowledge that's special. It's God. It's not the dreams that are special. It's that we are learning to appreciate God. We're learning to live and move and have our being. We're becoming one. Our soul is becoming restored to our spirit. That's what's important. Not that we had a dream. And, you know, you can have really vivid dreams, and this this will likely happen as well, that will seem, you know, dreams occur in a state where time is not necessarily reliable. And you may have a dream that seems to last for hours or days or years. And when you wake up, it's like, man, that, you know, that I must have been asleep for, you know, forever. Life has passed me by. And we find out, no, it was just, you know, you woke up the next morning. And that's part of training up the expectations of our mind to be connected to spirit. And you can ask, Lord, what was that all about? And he may say, I just wanted to give you some encouragement before your meeting this morning. You know, God has a sense of humor, and he does what he wants, and he meets us where we're at. So let him do that and just say thank you. Express your gratitude, your laughter, and enjoy your relationship with a very living God. So we'll pick it up there next time. We'll talk more about praying for yourself. But be specific with that as well. You know, talk about whether it's a time frame, a specific issue, uh, a struggle you're having, but be specific in that area as well. So we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. Till next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.